We said uncomfortable. Didn't we say that? Didn't we say that? You said that. You was lying? I was lying. You was lying. I was lying like shit. Welcome, welcome to episode two of Tune the Fork. Tune the Fork. Yeah, man, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah, appreciate the love from the last episode. For sure. We uh, wanted to chop it up this time about, a, some, about something a little bit more serious. Obviously, it's 2020, and that means a lot of different things to, you know, different people. Yep. And uh, we've certainly been impacted in it yep. by it a certain way. And yeah. we were thinking about what the next um, topic was going to be about. And we were talking about, you know, just all of the emotional strain and all the ways in which people have been challenged during, you know, this pandemic in 2020. Sure. And it, it caused me to kind of think back to, you know, the emotions that I've been struggling with all the way through. So we decided to have a conversation about invisible pain, mm -hmm. which, you know, some people call um, depression, some yeah. people call bipolar, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of technical terms uh -huh. that, you know, are out there that basically just describe people going through something pretty dark mm -hmm. um, that makes them feel separated, mm -hmm. alone. Um, clinical words. Clini clinical. clinical words, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, being that we're not clinicians. Not at all. Um, and no matter how much therapy we've gone to and through, you know, mm -hmm. we we are in absolute zero position to tell somebody how to do their shit. For but sure. um, we wanted to basically, I think, use this as an opportunity to share some conversations that we've had yep. with other people about how they've struggled, um, you know, through 2020 and even the years before that, how we personally have kind of been struggling with things because I'm one of those kind of people where, you know, some people say I'm the life of the party. Some people say, you know, I'm extremely, you know, outgoing and, and help people. And, and people don't really understand that there's a lot of work that I have done, you know, behind the scenes to yeah. show up as this yeah. person. And yeah. even though, you know, I'm showing up as this dude, uh -huh. um, I'm actually doing a lot of work to heal myself through the process. Mm -hmm. So, um, Michelle. What do you think, man, about how you've been kind of managing and going through and and what have you been, I guess, dealing with, you know, just in general? It, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this, man, because I think a lot of people kind of um, go through this. I know I have for a long time with these sort of very broad words like depression and all that. Um, but what I've discovered just in this time, in this you know, summer, COVID summer, is that a lot of it is not, it's stuff that you haven't dealt with from a long time. Like, it's stuff that builds and piles and, and, uh, and, and, it, and it creates a monster that, that's unwieldy, that you can't, that you continue to feed because you don't know, A, you don't even know where it comes from, you don't know what those voices are, you don't know how to control it. So it, it just spirals out of control fast, man. And, yeah. And we try to, up until now, 
we've always had a way to sort of quiet those voices, whether we were out, you know, DJing, getting that energy from the people, getting those good vibes from your friends and, and all of that. So we're able to, but those, they still turn up in those quiet times, like those quiet ride homes, you know what I'm saying? Rides home, those, uh, you know, when you wake up, even after you had the best time, you still wake up in this, in this, in this sad space. And uh, a lot of times we don't, we don't really understand why and where it comes from mm -hmm. and how to deal with it um, because we never have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And interesting you said that, man. I, I talked to a, a friend of mine's wife who is a psychologist, I think, uh, maybe a psychiatrist, one of those. Um, and we were just kicking it one day, all of us. And, uh, you know, she's Ghanaian. And uh, she was like, people don't understand that emotional trauma and pain and injury is is really akin to physical pain and injury. Yeah. That if you don't take time to wrap it or put ice on it or do whatever you have to do to help heal it, you know what I'm saying? Because if you do, then like a physical, like you twist your ankle, you heal it, you wrap it, you do all the things, and then you come back, you're good. Right? Yeah. But if you don't, then it continues to become a chronic injury and it doesn't heal right and now you you can't really walk, you can't really do the things you used to do. But you always reminded of that pain. So that's the same thing with emotional pain. Like we have these traumatic experiences or traumatic times that we never sort of work through. So it's uh, just a, a chronic injury that always presents itself. And I thought that was deep how she, you know, I mean, she went on and on, man, to talk about, you know, pain, emotional pain. Sometimes it's acute, meaning that it's something that happens, like when you fall and break your arm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's an acute, like a traumatic injury. Or it could be something that builds over time, like more of a, you know, like a, like an arthritis or tendonitis or something that kind of builds. Same thing with emotional, you know what I'm saying? All these kinds of things apply the same way. And, and we don't, or at least I never dealt with them, never took care of them, never wrapped them, never put ice on them, never sat long enough to say, let me deal with, figure out what's going on and deal with this thing or get the help or whatever it is to deal with it, man. And, and, and that's tough. So that's why I'm glad you brought this up because um, I'm pretty sure this will help somebody, you know, understand that it's all... I mean, all of those things are normal. All of those things are part of your growth. Yeah. The fact that you even have to feel it or deal with it or feel like it's there again and you're tired of it, you know what I'm saying, means that you're ready for some growth. You're ready to break through from what you've always done, that you're ready for something different. And, and that pain feels different to different people. Absolutely. And depending on you know, how long you've been struggling with it, man, mm -hmm and mm -hmm. what your relationship is to it mm -hmm. will kind of you know dictate not only how you manage it but how you how it impacts your relationships with other people yeah you know and, yep. and as i was uh as i was thinking about you know mentally and intellectually preparing for this conversation i was actually torn man i was very uh i was uncomfortable yeah i was uh concerned yeah. on you know what 
what I was going to say, how I was going to say it, because, mm -hmm. you know, um, the technical term, I guess, depression, it's something in hindsight is probably something that I've been dealing with since I was a little kid, mm -hmm. you know, and as and as and as a 44 year old person looking back mm -hmm. and trying to make sense of all of these things and connect these dots. Mm -hmm. What I really what I really broken it down to is. And again, this is just this is just me in, right. in, in terms of how I'm processing it all. Mm -hmm. um, we are pattern producing engines. Yep. And some of the patterns, most of the patterns, we're not even responsible for creating. Yep. And we can reproduce them without being consciously aware of them. That's right. And for me, I think, you know, my patterns, like most people, started being produced when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's this idea that, you know, you're less than, mm -hmm. you're undeserving, mm -hmm. especially when you come from um, a background where, you know, you didn't have everything mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, the relationship that you have with, you know, your parents might not have been as solid. So a lot mm -hmm. of the love and encouragement that you felt you needed, you didn't get because, you know, that parent was either taking care of this or that. But right. And also the fact that they w went through their own yeah. thing. So they're just like, just like, uh, you know, levels of hereditary, how you pass on other traits. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some of them are, you pass on emotional traits and, and you are receptive and susceptible, susceptible to, to, to treating someone like that because of the pain, the trauma that you're endorsed. And now you just pass it on. Go ahead. Sorry. No. And you, it, it but when you're 15, you don't know that. Exactly. Like you don't even connect those. Like those dots aren't even, you know. When you're 30, you don't know being, that. Exactly. Right. And 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 so in hindsight, you know, with with a lot of work, man, you realize you 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 see these things. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I've had you know multitude of therapy. Mm -hmm being diagnosed, yep. you know, trying to take different kinds of medication, but mm -hmm. ultimately um, just being in a dark place where mm -hmm. you really don't know what to do mm -hmm. or the task to, to, uh, to get it right just seems too big. And you don't even know what the problem is. You just know what you feel. Yeah. You really don't know like like anything. Like if you if you go to a doctor and your leg and he says there's something wrong with your leg, if he can't tell you whether it's a torn knee or twisted ankle or 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 pulled muscle or whatever it is, if he can't tell you, if he just says this is your leg and then he just wraps your leg up, that doesn't do anything. So we don't even know what it is we just know that we feel this way yeah so it's hard to pinpoint a way out of something when you don't even know where that comes from go ahead and because you didn't create it to your point you don't know where to start right um, you just know that you feel this way. That's right. And um, 
you're doing your best to try to make sense of it all. Mm -hmm. But because it's all you've ever known, and I think I lost my train of thought, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, for some people, it's a very uh, serious thing, man. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. um, yeah. And, and it, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an isolating thing and it ma it can make people feel as if, you know, they're, um, alone. And, and you feel like that pain is who you are, right? It feels like whatever that thing is, whatever that feeling is, whether you're angry or, or sad or, um, you feel un, like you're undeserving. You feel like you're not worthy of, of happiness at all. You start, you, and you deal in that, you navigate in that so long that that's how you define yourself. So the happy times are outside of who you are. These are things that sort of, they kind of soften the edges of the real inside, right? Mm -hmm. But they, it's a temporary high, like anything else. Like you go and drink or you go and, you know, uh, have sex with multiple people. You go, whatever it is that you do to, to mitigate and soften that edge, it does it for a while, but then you always go back because you think that that is who you are. Yeah. Right? That, that defines, that's, that's, that's the voice that talks to you, right? But it's not. That's just what happened. Right. And how you through over the years, you fed that feeling from what happened. You never you never were given the opportunity to work through it and let it go. No one ever listened to you and said, hey, I feel this way. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, mom, dad, cousin, uncle, I, this is how I feel. What's, what's going on? And then someone say, OK, well, that your feelings are valid. This is what's happening. We apologize that you feel this way, but we're going we gonna to fix it. Like, we're going to give you what you need in order for you to That never happened. So you always have, and that feeds on itself. And, and, it, and it festers, and it just becomes a, it just, you start to define yourself as that. But you're not that, right? You're, you're come on, man, you're, your cosmic energy comes from the creator of all things. You know what I'm saying? That's your life force. That's what, that's the thing that you are. You're not, we attach ourselves, I know I do. I attach myself to these feelings, this trauma that's happened. And that's not, that's not who I am. That's, that's what, that's what my ego attaches itself to. And it's tough to come out of that because you, that's all you've known for yeah. X amount of years. You know what I'm saying? And people, to your point earlier, people, it gets so bad and those voices get so loud and that monster gets so strong and overwhelming that it becomes, you're at the mercy of that thing. So whatever it tells you to do, you do it. Whatever you think that this monster wants to calm and cool down and, you know what I'm saying? You do it. If you feed it whatever you, drug, sex, uh, abuse, whatever it needs to be fed, you just do it. You know what I'm saying? Even worse, like you feeling of you don't want to be here no more. That's all being, that's feeding that thing. 
And the feeling can only exist and only perpetuate itself through a story. And yes, a part of one of the things that I struggle with in having these conversations or having this conversation is that I've done a pretty good job of telling my, of changing the stories mm -hmm. from, I guess, 30 to now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I was saying before, with these, with these patterns that started a lot, you know, from childhood on yeah. that I've continued to take with me through these stories, mm -hmm. um, it's been a little bit more difficult for me to change those stories because I've been telling my, because I've been spending so much time, um, Telling yourself. Telling myself a different story about that. Um, right. But when you're having those times and they're negative, it's like, what are you telling yourself? Right. Um, right. Because that's all it really is. I mean, all it exists is what you tell yourself. That whatever happened, right? A lot of times it's it's it definitely happened, and you definitely have a feeling behind it, and those experiences are definitely traumatic and valid and true. But we spend so much time telling ourselves over and over and over that same story, that that trauma, and you know, and also this psychologist told me that trauma is when you like when you think about something that's happened before and you feel the exact same way that you felt then, you feel the level of pain and, and, and anger or whatever it is, when you feel, when, you, when it physically, like you get sweat, you get angry, you get flustered, you get, you get, you start to go through the same emotions that you went through then, that's when you know it's trauma. And that's when you know that there's a bigger problem. Like it's not just you recalling a bad time. Right? That's mm -hmm. one thing. And damn, that was, whew, that was rough back then. You know what I'm saying? It is when you feel it, like physically, you feel the same anger, you feel the same um, pain, and you feel the same sadness, you know what I'm saying, as you did then, that's when you know that it's, that it's something heavier that you got to really work through. And by no means it ain't, I ain't telling nobody that it's easy or that I or, or you got the answer to it. But I just know for me, that's how I was, you know, that's how I was always been. And so how do you see yourself changing that? Some, it depends, man. Sometimes I... And this is something I've learned in the last, shit, COVID summer and maybe a little bit before. Sometimes, well, no, 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 no. Since I lost my mom three years ago, that some things you just got to sit with, man. And, you, and, and, and uh, the Bible verse that struck me, one of the classic verses, yea, so I walk through the valleys, all of that. It never said that you're not going to have those valleys, right? But there is a presence that's with you that can help you through it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you just got to sit and, and, and hear it. Because there's, there's something that needs to be heard by you. 
You know what I'm saying? There's something that you're trying to tell yourself. It's something that the higher you is trying to tell yourself. And and we try to ignore it. But sometimes you just got to, for me, I just got to sit, man, and be still. And, and being sad is okay. Being angry at something is okay. Being, you know, being really put off by something is okay. That's part of it. You know, we talked about process all the time. And you got to, I have to sit with it and, and work through it. And when I feel better, I move on. And I find that the more that I do that, the more that you start to, you start to have control over it. It doesn't like drive you right out to do, you know what I'm saying? To these external expresses of anger and, and sadness. You know what I'm saying? So, so you say, so you say that when you, when you do get into these moments, you sit with it and you, 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 you sit in it for a minute and then you feel better after a while and then you go out. Is that, is that either one? And again, this is just me. Right, right, right. Everybody has their own process. Sometimes I feel better. Like when I get extremely sad about my mother or my dad or whatever, whoever I lost, I do sit with it. And then eventually I start to feel better. But if it's something that like some traumatic, something that's happened, then sometimes I got to sit with it. And then sometimes I got to be like, all right, let me get up and do something. Let me go listen to some music. Let me go, you know, make a move to do something. Let me get some activity that'll help me. But recognizing it, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of times when, when I don't, then it comes out in doing something really stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but if I recognize it, then it allows me to, to not let it drive me to do something that I am in control of what my next actions are, my next moves are. It took me a long time to understand the things that I needed to help get me out of it. Yes. Like I stayed, I stayed in those places. Mm -hmm. Like, so when, when you talk about sitting in them, mm -hmm. I would sit in them, bro, for like, I couldn't, I couldn't get out. And I would, and even when I got out, mm -hmm. it was an extremely temporary mm -hmm. um, moment. Mm -hmm. And then I would go back into it. And yep. maybe that's where they come up with this whole, like whatever idea of bipolar, whatever. But yeah. like, I would be in it and, and, and could not, you know, pull myself out. And even when I was in those, in those, moments of extreme darkness mm -hmm. it would um I would be having these conversations mm -hmm. like you know and all of them would be conversations that I did not start but mm -hmm. I find myself engaged in because mm -hmm. with, huh? with who with myself okay because it but what go ahead go ahead no you go what were you gonna say but what like what part of yourself? What, who's talking? If you had to put a, if you had to put a, a person on it, like you're talking to. I I, I wouldn't. I would say. It was. It's. It's kind of. I would say maybe like the ego okay. because it was. For me, depression is, a loop. Yeah. 
for me personally. Mm -hmm. the, the, the concept of depression mm -hmm. is a loop, a pattern, whatever, mm -hmm. of thinking and of internal conversations mm -hmm. that I cannot break free of, mm -hmm. or, or that I, or that I, um, yeah, that I couldn't break free of, that I felt I couldn't break free of. Right. Um, but it, it, and so those conversations were like, you aren't enough. Mm -hmm. You're. Um, extremely sad mm -hmm. your you, shit is hopeless and helpless and there's nothing you can do about it yep you deserve what you are feeling dog yep the despair that you feel is mm -hmm. what it is and then mm -hmm. i would sit there and be like well damn you know well what else what around me reflects something different right. you know um and, and even if i had love even if i had support even right. if i had those things right i couldn't see them right and, and it wasn't until, and this work I had started like early, early on, like when I was 19, mm -hmm. um, my brother, who's actually, you know, a psychologist, um, gave me a book called The Road Less Traveled. And I read that book and I was like, ah, oh, okay. And then I started understanding a little bit more. And then I started going down this rabbit hole. And, and even though I was, I was acquiring all of this intellectual knowledge mm -hmm. on the mind and spirituality mm -hmm. and like like I could I could articulate it mm -hmm. I understood certain you know rules and mm -hmm. tools to use when you go in these places but once you shit man you know I would think I was overcoming something and then an opportunity would present itself and it was like shit I felt like I was just right going right. 20 30 40 steps backwards yep and didn't understand why you know all of that kind of stuff was happening. Yeah. Um, but and then it made me feel like I couldn't get any quote unquote better. Right. Because 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 the whole premise of the my journey started with a question, mm -hmm. and it was a basic question. Why am I broken? Mm. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, I didn't do anything. Right. I didn't ask to be here. Right. But I'm here, and I feel like I came from the factory mm -hmm. with a defect. Mm -hmm. And now the world is saying, you got to fix it. Right. And I don't have no tools. Right. I don't have no motherfucking um, owner's manual. I really don't even know what the defect is. I don't even know what the defect I just know whatever it is. Like, it ain't right. It's not right. <laughs> and so I embark on this journey to answer that question. And then through that, I start asking a bunch of different other questions. Mm -hmm. How do you fix it? Mm -hmm. And then blah, 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 blah. And then through this whole effort, then you realize you're not broken. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. and, and through the way, I realized that at some point in time, for me, the journey was about discipline. Mm -hmm. Before or after you, before those realizations? Like what part it was, of the it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like much later, bro. Like, okay. like, I, and I'm talking, I haven't been, and it almost tears me up, bro. I haven't been happier. Mm. 
right now at 44, mm-hmm. I am genuinely happy, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took my whole life to get here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time over the past couple years just basically implementing these things mm-hmm. to basically say, you know, this is work. And it is some of the most difficult work that I will ever do mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. But it is necessary. And it's not because I'm broken right. that I got to do this work. This right. is work. Anybody who's looking to be them their best self, that's a lot of motherfucking work. Because yep. you got you to gotta start telling yourself different stories. And you got to start seeing yourself in a different, seeing the reality of who you are Mm -hmm. and then deciding that, you know, you want to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like for you, when you were in those, in those dark places Mm -hmm. and you have, you were able to come out or like you just had this idea, well, let me get up and do something Mm -hmm. like there were moments where I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, and, 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 and now that I've gotten older, there are, there are all these things that are around me that I feel like I have a purpose mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And, and I have these tools that I have kind of like created mm-hmm. that help me get through life. Right. And, and it was one of the things that, that I was able to use even through COVID because what I think happened with COVID is, you know, if we're pattern producers, Mm -hmm. then we've all created a life that has patterns built into them Mm -hmm. that basically keep us from doing certain things Mm -hmm. and promote us doing other other things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those things that you're keeping from doing are the things that you should be doing. Right. And those things that your life is promoting you to do, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing. And when I say should or shouldn't be doing, it's, it's based on, you know, what, what you need to reach your, your highest potential. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's moving around, people going to clubs, people kicking it, people having a good time, people dating, people doing this and that and the third. Mm-hmm. And COVID comes along and it says, be still. Right. So that's a pattern disruptor. Yep. Like you can't do what you have been doing. Mm-hmm. And so now that that pattern has been disrupted, now you got to sit with some shit that you hadn't sat with before. That's right. By yourself. And by yourself. Yep. So you even can't go to the, the house full of people. You, even, you right. Sit with by yourself. Right. And the house full of the people might have been the people that you were running from. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. So so now you you can't go to the club mm-hmm. and find some ass. You can't get distracted. Yeah. You can't do all of these things. Yeah. And then, and now you start to feel anxious mm-hmm. um, because of it. And then you go on Facebook and say, oh, 2020 sucks. Right. COVID sucks. I'm just right. waiting for, t- for it to be over. Right. When it's, when COVID didn't create any of that shit that was in your life. Right. It just exposed the mm-hmm. areas that needed to be exposed that yep. always existed. Yep. And, yep. and, 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 and a tremendous opportunity exists for people to learn more about themselves because they were all in pain, but mm-hmm. it was invisible. Mm-hmm. It was something that you couldn't see because they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, 
and, 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 and it's, I always think back about Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain and these yeah. people, man. Yeah. And like you always hear people say, mm. like some of the happiest, some of the saddest people mm -hmm. are the funniest. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the saddest people are the ones that want to bring joy because they mm -hmm. truly understand how deep and dark that is. That's right. And even people in our circles, bro, yeah. Um, yeah. a part of me healing is trying to shed my light, spread my light. Mm -hmm. So if I call somebody to check in on them, in their mind, they probably, and I am, I'm genuinely concerned about them, but I'm trying to heal. Right. And I'm trying to stay healed. Mm -hmm. So a part of my, a part of my, um, a part of my medicine mm -hmm. is helping people mm -hmm. and checking in on people and being of service. Yeah. Because that's how yeah. I stay grounded. If yeah. I'm focused on someone else, if I'm focused on trying to make, if I'm trying to reduce the pain in someone else's life, right. then that's, then that. That's giving me a function yeah. that I get that I get to heal from. Yeah, and and the and the thing about like when I think about healing, um, even even if you even if you took away the word healing and you said you know you check on people because that's a way for me to exercise the happiness that I already have. Yeah. Right, so you continue to to pour into that happiness, you know what I'm saying? Bucket, <laughs> whatever it is, by giving other people happy, by caring about other people, by extending what we talked about before, like the grace, putting out all the things that you want back, be the thing that you put out. Yeah, and you and you achieve that through first understanding what you've been through. Cause I, I mean, I get that we, everybody's gone through. A lot, some shit at some point, you know what I'm saying? But I think that, you know, and, and I think you hit it round the head when you said that I discovered that I'm not broken. I had to find the wholeness that already existed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was a voice that telling you that you were broken. There was a voice that was telling you that shit is fucked up. That's not who you are. There's a whole, there's a whole cosmic being in there that was dormant and silent and waiting to live but it was blocked by this monster that's surviving mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and this and there's a difference between surviving and living like for a lot of my life man i'm survive. i mean getting from i was talking man this other day getting from point A to point B, surviving, like I just want, and not on a financial level, not on a, any of that, you know what I'm saying? Having a good time doing it, but just on an emotional health level, not wanting to be sad, not wanting to be super depressed. I just wanna connect, go from the next not depressed day yeah. to the next one. Yeah. Not realizing that that's just surviving. That's just barely making it enough to navigate through. And these weeks run together and these years run together. But when you decide to live, man, that's when you decide I'm going to pour into other people. 
I'm going to be of service to somebody. I'm going to make sure that I'm, that I'm doing this thing. And if you got kids or, or whatever, I'm going to make sure that I am breaking this thing that I carry with me from when my folks had before, that I'm not giving them this. I'm living, you know what I'm saying? I'm existing in a space that I understand my value. I understand that I'm moving towards my whole self. That I, and it's there. Like yeah. we always say, man, you, you're running a race. The, the finish line is there. Well, the next baton is there. But we have to realize that we are already exist as whole beings. That we just have to find it through all the muck and fuckery and, and bullshit and experiences and, and bad times and all of that shit. We have to find through all of that and find that whole person that's there. You have to figure out a way to cut through those and, and see that there's a whole person in there. There's a whole, not even a person, man, it's a cosmic being, man. You're, you stretch to the far reaches of the universe in, your, in what you're connected to, it, right? But we live in this, such this isolated thing that we feel like that this small, this experience defines us, or that experience defines us. So we internalize it, and we become victims, and we shrink and shrink and shrink to all we are is that voice that's telling us that we ain't shit. But when you think about it, man, that's, that's unbelievable to, the, to, to most people. Exactly. Myself included yeah. at times. I yeah. mean, when you think about it, you were born... And depending on your religion, you were told that you come out the box, you ain't shit. Yep. So you got to seek forgiveness. You're off, right. You sent her off the break. Right. You, 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 flesh, you are, your you, flesh your, itself is a sin. Your flesh itself is a <laughs> sin. So everything around you is breaking you down yep. to something extremely smaller than the reality. Yep. And then, and then we get confused when people don't see the light and the God that exists within. And I say and confused, but... And existing in this color, existing as a black person in this time right now, and the trauma that comes generationally from behind us that's on top of us, man, that we sleep on that level of what we deal with on a regular basis. Like, we don't, we're so desensitized to that trauma that we don't really even, it don't even bother us when crazy shit happens. You know what I'm saying? It, it, we don't even like, we just, oh, damn, you know, and, and, on a, and, and not to go too far off, because I think it's easier for us to believe that we ain't shit. Yep. That's a much more digestible pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, mm -hmm. it was a more digestible pill. Absolutely. Because the, if I accepted the reality or the fact that I got to choose my reality mm -hmm. and I got to create it, mm -hmm. then that meant I had work to do. And you're accountable and responsible for it. Right, and so, because even when I was in those dark places, I wanted to give up. Right. If I'm being honest. Right. I wanted, I, I like, I, we live in a world of instant gratification. Yep. Give me a pill. Yep. Give me a book to read. Yep. Fix it. Give me a TED talk to watch. Right. Give me 
tell me something easy that I need to do in order to go get this done. But again, this work is the most difficult, most important work you will ever do in your life. And it is worth it. And the world around you um, will open up. But it's, it's about responsibility. For me, it's about responsibility mm-hmm. and discipline. Yep. Because when I made the decision, I said, even if I got to die, I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and so I had to actually start doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I started doing was being disciplined. I found my buckets. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, I have these things in my life that I call buckets. Mm-hmm. And these are things that I have to feel regularly mm-hmm. in order to maintain a peaceful state. Explain those. Break it down. So... For example, bucket one is I got to go outside. Okay. Sounds and like every day. How do you, how do you not, or just, I've got to, I've got to spend a decent amount of time outdoors. Okay. There's something about outside and, 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 and being in nature uh-huh. that feeds me mm-hmm. that I need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a workout. It's like, it's like a workout, right? I need to be moving. Mm-hmm. I need to be listening to some type of music mm-hmm. um, and need mm-hmm. to be participating in the creative process mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be talking mm-hmm. on some level mm-hmm. um, and I need to be helping mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. doing something in uh, 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 being doing something of service to someone else. Right. And I generally look for people within my circle mm-hmm. to do that first. And here's the thing. Those buckets, because I, I got the same thing, but I, like for me, I wake up, try to wake up early. I try to, I try to see the sunrise or the sunset, one of them. You know what I'm saying? Take. 10 minutes, don't do shit, but watch the sunrise and sunset. Uh, I'm like you. I got to listen to some kind of music. I got to, you know, and I, the small shit, like I make up my bed. Like the small things that, like you just said, it's an exercise. It's an exercise in discipline. And it's an exercise in, in, in just in doing something. So, so to your point, anybody, if, if, it could be something small. It ain't got to be this huge thing that you pour into yourself. Like, this is the thing that you pour for your happiness. This is the process of you pouring into your happiness. It's an exercise. Go ahead. And, and so in the book, The Road Less Travel, they talk about discipline and they talk about suffering. Right. And suffering and discipline are, are kind of like one and the same because... Mm-hmm. In order to be disciplined, like if you don't want to make up your bed, Mm -hmm. you're going to suffer from that. Mm -hmm. But if you commit it to yourself to doing it, Mm -hmm. then you can get through the suffering. Mm -hmm. Because what I've actually done is tried to build, I think about stuff in terms of the future. Like 
I have to prove to myself that I am that thing. Mm -hmm. um, so. What thing? What, whatever it is. So like if I'm a good person, mm -hmm. I've got to demonstrate that through action. Okay. I can't just sit here and say I'm a good person. But I, do you do you say from time to time I'm going to be this thing, or is it just an overall thing that you know you want to be a good person and you want to be this and you want, or is it, or do you pick something? Okay, I want to start being. I might pick different things. Okay. But, but that thing that I am picking uh -huh. has to be. Um. Let me go back to one of my other buckets. Eating right is okay. also another bucket. I have to eat right. If right. I eat like shit, mm -hmm. and sorry, and sorry to veer from that. So, that's a part of my discipline. Right. I am. I I feel like I have to sacrifice a part of my life mm -hmm. and a part of my process mm -hmm. is the process of discipline and suffering. Mm -hmm. So that because there's something on the other end yep. that is greater than anything that I see as an obstacle right um because it feels good and it helps me it helps me get out of those mental states because it's hard for somebody to say just get up and feel better oh that's like, impossible I, i've tried that and it doesn't work it's the stupidest it, shit you could say to anybody right and they say oh well, it'll just all work out like shake it off that it, shit don't never work it's a it's a No matter how a person feels, mm -hmm. it's hard, but you can get over it. Yes. You, you can, can get through it. You can, you can get through it. That's it. Because so many times we tell people, A, I think it's a mistake to tell people, um, shake it off or get over it or you, you'll be all right or any of that stuff, because they won't. What you can say is, I understand. We'll get through it. Whatever you need from me, I'm here. Whatever you need. I get it, bro. I get it. But once you start talking in what they, you know, motherfuckers done, you know, said to me, man, all you need to do is get that. Come on, man. That never, ever, ever works. When you start, when you empathize and you say, I get it, I understand. I, if you've been there, you say, I've been there. You know, whatever you need, you'll get through it. Whatever you need, I got you. If you need me, call me. If you need to talk, if you need to just hang out, you just need to go get something to eat, you just need to whatever, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to check on you and make sure you're good, you know, but... People, I think people need to start relating to people and stop fucking being their life coach. Mm -hmm. Like too many times people have said, oh man, all you got to do is, oh shit, you just need to, I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me. If you telling me how you dealt with it, if you say when I did it, this is what I did. I went ahead and did this, I did that. Then I can say, okay, I can take what I need from that or not. But don't sit and tell me all I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, well, it won't, it won't, 
it's not even, they're varying degrees of this stuff, man. And the dude who hurt himself, the Jeep dude who hurt himself, yeah. there are extreme, yep. there, there, those people exist. Those people may be listening. Right. Like, so, and, 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 and they are a part of this process. Right. And so, those people don't even get to offer that kind of feedback. Right. You know, they don't even really get to, they just say, okay. It's invisible. Yeah. yeah. You don't even, they don't even tell you what they need. They don't even tell you what they don't need. Right. They just are invisible. Sometimes they don't even know. And like it comes down so hard and so often that you don't even realize. And so how do how do we so if this episode is invisible pain, uh-huh. When I think about that, I think of all of the people who I know who are experiencing something. Mm -hmm. And I don't even get to determine what level of pain they're experiencing. Right. And more than likely they won't even share because they don't even really fully know. Right. So the idea of invisible in terms of bringing that to light from my perspective is to just say, I understand. Yep. from a person who also has invisible pain. That is it. I'm not saying that the pain is even the same or greater or less. Right. I'm just saying that I understand mm -hmm. and as a person who has suffered mm -hmm. deep pain, mm -hmm. invisible pain, mm -hmm. that I have found a way to manage that in my life, it has taken me from the time I was 19 mm -hmm. until now. Yeah. So that is 25 years. Yeah. And maybe I would say I got around, maybe I started really understanding a little bit more about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of work, a yeah. lot of bullshitting, yeah. a lot of playing games, <laughs> a lot of hurting people, man. Yeah. yeah. Most of the people I've heard have been women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I have to live with that. Yep. And and I've got a and I've got a I've got a karmic debt to pay for that. And 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 whatever whatever that means. And and I'm okay with that. But like your karmic debt doesn't necessarily have to be returned. And I think this is the thing that people confuse about karma. Your karmic debt is not returned evenly. Like it doesn't. Your karmic debt is the things that you do for other people. Is understanding that you have an obligation to do for other people, to help, to help heal, to listen, to be there, to, to do all the things, you know what I'm saying, that you can as, as to be of service for other people. It's not necessarily, I got pain coming my way. That's yeah, not and, necessarily and, what and, that debt is. And, and pain is something I get to choose. To, the, right. to the, like, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't see it as a, 
I don't see it as a negative. I just see it as a part of the flow of energy. Right. Exactly. Like so. So like it. it like it, if it presents me, like I get to choose whether that's whether I perceive that as pain mm -hmm. or whether I perceive that as an opportunity. But right. it, but it. But there was an energy that was put out mm -hmm. that has to eventually at some point in time come back. Mm -hmm. So a part of that process is me making sure that I'm, that I'm doing the work that I need to do to make sure that I'm continuing to stay on the path for what it is that I know that I need to do mm -hmm. because, because it's, it's, it's life work. Right. And, and, and if, and if someone who was experiencing invisible pain, like, and only you get to determine what that is right. and how deep that is. Right. Um, and, and the fact that Even the things that have happened to you in your past that you would deem as, as you know, cause other people pain or things that, right? Sometimes, you know, there is an atonement that you have to have, right? But I also think there's a forgiveness that you got to give yourself because you were surviving. Yeah. You weren't, I mean, this is not, um, you know, you weren't moving in a space of, you know, I'm just doing it just for the fuck of it. You were trying to survive and make sense out of your own existence. And, and a lot of times things happen in the way of that, that you hurt other people along that path with that process. But the atonement is understanding that and, and, and forgiving yourself. And then, like I said, doing things that help people, right? That's the balance. Um, I think that a lot of times people are so hard on themselves because of, of what they, you know, whatever past that they have, whatever, um, whatever thing that they might have done. Mm -hmm. I think it's critical that we forgive ourselves because we were, you know, fighting through to survive. And now that we're living, we have to forgive ourselves, but we also, the flip side of that is, is understanding that I have to get out and, and help somebody. I have to get out and, and make sure my people are good. I have to get out and pour into someone else. I have to get out and be an ear that somebody else might need. Or whatever it is that you, whatever that bucket is that you feel like you need to do, that's part of, of your atonement. And part of it is forgiving yourself, saying, I forgive myself. It's like you have to forgive other people. You got to extend grace to other people when we talk about that. You also have to extend that same grace to yourself. Yeah. And don't carry that shit around, you know what I'm saying, that burden of. But, but what is that? But what is that? And, and I think that's probably just saying it is one thing. Like saying what? Don't carry it around. Right. Or forgive yourself. Right. Like, like those those things are kind of like the those are kind of like the things that we know like in terms of like in our head mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. but we still just don't do and 
and we and, and we and we find a multitude of reasons, especially when you're when you're in your head about about the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, this is a really hard conversation for sure for me for sure um, for sure because like. All things aren't created. All, all people aren't experiencing the same thing. Absolutely. And and like this one size fits all for a solution like this, man. Especially, and this is mainly just me coming from like like where I've been and and like there's this space that exists between, oh, I'm just struggling, or, oh, like, in 30 minutes or in 30 days, mm -hmm. I'm deciding to do this thing, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Right. Like, I'm struggling because I'm trying to find a way to speak in a way that addresses both ends of those spectrums. Because the person who is at that end, mm -hmm has gone through all of that. Like, and they're still there. And, 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 and if I were to speak to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how would you speak to yourself, your then self now? Everything you're telling yourself is not real no matter how strongly you feel mm -hmm. about it. No matter how clear that voice is. It is not real. So what and would you tell yourself to do? It is not real. And what you feel, feelings in and of themselves mm -hmm. are spaces that you get to move in and out of. Mm -hmm. Yep and that you do not have to live there. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to live there. Mm -hmm. And even though you don't know how to move, mm -hmm. there's a, there are houses all around that mm -hmm. you could buy, and live, that you don't have to buy. You just go pick them and go live in them. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and one of the ways you do that, if you choose, mm -hmm. is through discipline mm -hmm. you're already suffering mm -hmm. you're already suffering mm -hmm. but 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 being disciplined in an area because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you got to choose life mm -hmm. that's right over death yep and and you get to choose that mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and that's even for the person who's on the other end yeah like because you get to choose mm-hmm um, and that's a part of that being one with the universe shit. And so, yep. and, and again, man, this is, um, it's a, it's a, I don't even, I don't even know how comfortable I am even having this on because of just what it means. And even as, and even, and even as going through it mm -hmm. and deciding to do it, I don't even know if it's the right idea because it's an extremely touchy subject. Absolutely. But. Um, but 
but just uh, it's real, bro. It's it's real, and and what you said is 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 critical because understanding. I think the the key is is those things, those things that you t- are saying. That voice that you hear is not who you are, and and there's a and like we said last week, there's a process. And that process is is sometimes day to day, sometimes it's moment to moment. Sometimes it's it's connect to connect. It's discipline to discipline. It is connecting from when you go outside to when you eat a good piece of food. It's when it's just it's 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 a process of doing something um, of deciding to do something, right? Because I think the key to that is, man, those, it doesn't happen overnight. There's no instant, you can't walk in the store and buy happiness. You gotta, you gotta find it and it exists and, and it exists inside of us. It doesn't exist. It's not an, ex- an external thing. It's, it's that whole person exists now inside of you. He's there. But you, we have to sift through and find it and find that person. It's waiting. It's been waiting. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, these are just some tools. And whatever tool works. That's the tool you use. If, if, if therapy works for you, then that's the tool you use. If that's moving you closer to that whole person that you already are, then that's what you use. If the discipline piece works for you, then that's what you use. But you have to choose to, to move to, and, and it's just small steps. It ain't got to be no large leaps. It's small, teensy things. It's just one moving. But you have to make a choice. You have to choose. Mm-hmm. And I see what you're saying, man. It's tough because you don't want to say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. Um, but I don't think that's what we're doing. I think we're speaking life to a very hard um, situation that we both have been um, in deep down inside of. Right. Um, so speaking life to that, I think will help somebody who needs to hear somebody just might need to hear that voice is not telling you the truth. That voice is lying to you. And the reason why it's invisible is a very specific reason why it's invisible, because it can't exist in the light. Oh, that's deep. And and. um Yep, and 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 you. Uh, well, that's the gem right there. And 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 to and to actually even talk, and to share, and to give mm-hmm. space to it, is a very courageous thing. That's right. It requires um, a lot of strength, and 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 anyone who is able to do that should be commended. Yeah. And understanding that it might not come out the best way, and um, you know, it might it might be confusing, but 
And this is why like circles and community are so important too, yep. man. Because yeah. um, I see my I see my circle of friends, and they've always mm -hmm. helped me through my life, man. Even when I was younger, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was you know in high school or whatever, you know, my 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 cut my my homeboys, man, they were everything. And like mm -hmm. now, my homeboys are everything. And so, mm -hmm. um, if if it's invisible. Mm -hmm. Do your best to just try to shed light on it. Mm -hmm. um, that can also help. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 because it can't exist in the light. Mm -hmm. um, because the reality of the situation is you're very different. You're not what you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is something, that is a pattern that you can break. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that you wake for me it's not it, it wasn't something that i woke up mm -hmm. and had broken That's i had right. to actually do some work but i had to actually start talking about it mm -hmm. i actually had to start you know embracing it and figuring things out and just you know trial and error but mm -hmm. giving up because i the world needs me the world mm -hmm. needs whoever is feeling the way that they're feeling yep and and and, and the world would not be the same without them. And the idea that um, you don't matter mm -hmm. and the idea that, you know, no one would miss you, which mm -hmm. is shit that I would tell myself, yep. you know, periodically, is that yep. it's not true, man. I mean, yeah. I used to tell myself that motherfuckers be happy you gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that shit is not, it's not true, man. It's, it's a lie, man. It's a lie. It's a lie. And it's a lie based on, like I said, that pain and that anger and that sadness, man. It it twists up and that shit turns into a monster. And that monster is is the best at telling you shit. But that monster really has no true power. That monster can't get up and go outside. That monster can't exists without you so you are really because you created it you are really in control of it you feed it but if you starve it then then there's a true there's a true whole person that exists mm -hmm. that 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 needs that the world needs yeah that and it, go ahead my bad and you're and you're and man your community your crew whoever that is they need you and they need, and they're there. I mean, it's, I think the isolation piece is the hardest, that you think that you're alone, and that's part of what that voice says. But you don't understand, man, it's a whole community of people who've gone through it, going through it, beginning to go through it, need to go, you know what I'm saying? Need the, 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 the voice of someone who's gone through it, that you might then help someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who come out on a different come out with a different outcome that you know so it's it's you, you're never isolated as you think you are you are always in a community of people but that tribe you got to find them and once you like we said last week once you choose to do something man everything opens up for that thing to be successful like the universe wants to give you whatever you choose to want like whatever you choose the universe wants to give it to you. And once you make a choice to do it, it'll open up and, 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 and present you a path to that thing.
Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to say, if anybody is listening and they're feeling like they're going to be doing anything, definitely reach out to um, someone. I think we're, we're going to put in the link below, like some links to mm-hmm. um, some online supports. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email if you want to talk or if you want some support. Um, I do not take for granted that I am extremely blessed to have the friends that I have. And if somebody feels like they don't have anybody, um, we are here to be of service and to help um, anonymously. So feel free to just share. Um, yeah. Again, we, 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 we are encouragement and support yeah. to one another. And we're looking to expand our circle. This is why Tune the Fork is, exists. Mm-hmm. What's um, the email? Info at info, info at tune the fork. Dot com. Um, dot com. Yeah, and so that's gonna be in the link too. Yeah, absolutely. Or in, a, in the description. Um, we love you. I don't know you, and I love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I love you because you exist, and uh, and the world loves you. And the you world exist. loves you, and 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 uh, whatever you're feeling is something that you can move through. Um, and so a part of what helps me move through. Mm-hmm at times is music yeah um yeah yeah and some of the stuff that i've been listening to lately i've been listening to some old r&b like the i've been digging into um holland dozier holland a little bit like they got some they got some slow jams man monsters and uh monsters been listening to this dude this uh jazz dude Matthew Halsell, Halsell. I'll, I'll put it in the link below. But um, how how can't remember. Um, but his stuff is pretty cool, and it's kind of music is like food yep. to me, mm-hmm. um, spiritual food. So mm-hmm. sometimes the music that I'm listening to is feeding a very specific, has a very specific nutrient, mm-hmm. and is feeding a very specific thing in mm-hmm. me, and mm-hmm. you know. Holland Dozier, Holland and uh, and this Matthew Cat have been have been feeding very specific things, and so because yeah. uh, they can, this music can reconfigure your uh, vibration. Yep. And and I use it, you know, for that purpose, and it helps um, tremendously. What you've been listening to this week? Holland Dozier, Holland. They were Motown dudes, right? That went and started their own. I think so. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not sure. I don't know. I want to say, and they're out of, they're not that, they're not out of Philadelphia, are they? I need to figure that out. Um, but they made some, they made some joints. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though, they were Motown dudes, like part of that Motown band. You see that documentary? Which one? Uh, you know that old In the guy. Shadows of Motown? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They talked about the band. I don't remember them on here, I though. Think, I think they were. I think they, maybe they were, maybe I'm thinking of Stacks. Either way, I don't know, um, but they got joints. I I fell. I did a deep dive into some Steely Dan. Hmm. Since you, uh, I was supposed to send you that. Link. I, I watched it. I found. Oh, it. you did? Okay. And uh, the documentary to uh, the making to of Asia. Asia, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
it was interesting how they how they set it up, man. How they how they did their sessions from east but, to uh, west. Yeah, and the fact that they you know it wasn't a band. They just kind of did session session one music. ads and shit. Right, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes they did multiple dudes doing one part of a song and then pick one from, which was deep. That was um, hard. So I'm saying that. So Steely Dan as a band only consisted of three people. Essentially, two really, but a third came along, and then they made all of their music from studio musicians. So you know, all of their songs consisted of different studio musicians for different songs. Sometimes they'll use the same musician, multiple musicians for the same song, and then pick one, which I thought was interesting. And the fact that Steely Dan sounds like no other band. I don't know what it is about them. It's so like clean. I don't know what it is, but they are. I mean, it doesn't. It's soul music, but it doesn't sound like soul <laughs> music. It sounds. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I don't know what the hell it is. It has a pop. You know. I don't know if I would necessarily. I don't think I would ever categorize them as soul music. Really? I, I Maybe definitely I'm feel like they are so. What would you categorize? I mean, there's a lot of jazz in it. Maybe rock. I mean, rock, dude, really? I, I don't know about soul. Man, they are soul music to me. I think it, I think they just maybe. I don't know. I would never. I would I mean, never. Not funk. Not like you know on the spectrum of black music. Not funk. Not like James Brown cameo Parliament. But definitely like a like soul like. I, I can't compare them to anything but any other band, but mm. you see them as rock? I don't see them as soul. Like I know I like their music and I know they gotta uh they get in the pocket. Listen. Like consistently. Yeah. And 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 but 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 yeah, I don't know if what I What about would. average white band? What would you consider that? Funk. What do you consider soul? Give me a soul band. Soul music band of that era, like 70s, 80s. Tower of Power. Earth, Wind, and Fire. You wouldn't consider them funk? Who? Tower of Power. No. No, you know what? They would hmm. probably be more rock. Who? Tower of Power? Rock, funk. Yeah. Because their slow songs were just, their slow songs, the only thing that was sold about them was their slow songs. True. So, like, what is hip? Um, yeah. That's funk to me. Yeah. 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 Their slow songs were sold, though. I mean, I would say, like, a Gap Band is a soul. Yeah. Confunction. Yeah. Definitely. S.O.S. Definitely. Daz, Lakeside. Daz, Daz band seemed to be more of a. They could be. Uh, funk. They were. Who did? Who did Burn Rubber? Was that Daz? Yeah, that's Gap Band. Gap Band. I don't know, man. But Steely Dan, I see them as soul on at least on the spectrum. They might be leaning, rock leaning. They definitely like soul notes. adjacent. What is Hall of Nose, bro? That's more Don't pop. say soul. That's more pop. Okay. But they got soul leanings. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, they are playing chords. Who? 
Holland Oates and Steely Dan. They're right. They're they're, they're hitting they're hitting shit with black folks that resonate. They and do, I think huh? be, and I think that because they hitting stuff and, and I'm not musically uh, um, uh, I'm not a student in that from that perspective to be right. able to say you know well this is what they're doing like they're right. doing in the key of G and their fourth right. fifth and I'm like yeah, yeah. right but so right. so yeah Hall and Oates yeah they, like I wouldn't I wouldn't categorize them <laughs> but I don't play listen I don't play Steely Dan out Everybody. And the joint took off but with all black people. But, dude, but I couldn't play Steely Dan out with all white people. I mean, we know why Steely Dan. Why? You don't think that's a, their soul music? Uh, Peter Guns. <laughs> <laughs> but even beyond that song, though. I mean, but I mean, you know good and well that most people <laughs> know about Steely Dan. You think so? Same way, same way with Hall and Oates. <laughs> no, that ain't true. That ain't Cause, true, cause, though. Nah, because, like, I listened to Hall and Oates growing up before that joint came out. Hall and Oates, man, is a, is, is a monstrous band, man. Now it depends on, because they it's like, it's like mostly anything with that stuff. It's like, what are you, um, are you a fan or are you a fan? So like, there's some people who are Marvin Gaye fans. They'd be like, "Oh, so what's your favorite Marvin Gaye album?" If they say, "What's going on?" Like, see, but you a Marvin Gaye snob though. But so that, that ain't got to do with snob though. Like, yeah, do. That's not his favorite. That's not his best album. But it could be their favorite. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> so you hold up, hold Can't up, be, bro. So you saying that so- someone who calls himself a Marvin Gaye fan can't have What's going on as their favorite Marvin Gaye album? Absolutely, I'm saying that. It's impossible. But it's impossible. What's going on is, is his first. Listen, Please. hear me out. Hear me out. Mar- what's going on is his first take at the black condition. So. It has so many elements of the black condition in it, unlike any of his other work. Dude, whether, I, you, whether that's great, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm not saying that that's my favorite out. Right, right. I'm just saying that I could understand because of the breadth. But listen to what I'm saying though. You made my point. A Marvin Gaye fan don't give a shit about whether or not that's the first album that's <laughs> capturing blah, 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 black experience. Fuck that. So, that, what, is, so what is the, the best Marvin Gaye album? In our, either In Our Lifetime or Hear My Dear. And, and, and it, it definitely ain't what's going on. So, so but you wouldn't even put, um, what's the one I want you on it? I want you. Yeah. You wouldn't put that on there? I think, I think Here My Dear is better than I Want You. I think Here My Dear is better too. But it's, I Want You is a close second, dog. So, only Leon Ware is why I wouldn't, I don't even really classify I Want You as a Marvin album, bro. Why? Because it's a Leon Ware joint. But, so you're saying that Leon Ware, if Leon Ware had made that album, it would be the same as the one that Marvin made. 
like the same in in greatness. No, Marvin made that album because he Marvin. So he could be singing goddamn uh, 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 I, fucking Sammy Davis Jr. and still have been Marvin. True. I'm just. I think that's a. I think that I think I think a large part of the vision of that album is because of Leon Ware. True. And but so, I, again, I think you're a Marvin snob because here, my dear, was really Marvin. Yeah. That was all Marvin coming from. Yeah. Every song was Marvin talking. Yeah. But the others. I think I want you was sort of Mar was Marvin's voice too. So like, come live with me is dope. Uh, come live with me is a dope. Like you love the ball. Like you sure love the ball. Like um, I want you. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm over them, but that don't make that don't take away from the greatness. No, it's, it's a dope. To you. Like like after the dance. Like right. uh, what's the one? Um, uh, I wanna be a lover. That joint. What, what's I don't that? Think I uh, that joint. Soon I'll be loving you. Like, don't get me wrong, bro. It has joints. It has joints. Think, it has I think joints. you're blinded by the fact that that here, my dear, is Marvin's. Is Marvin's is Marvin being Marvin more so than any other piece he's ever created. And my dad listened to hear my dear when he was getting divorced from my mom. <laughs> So I got to throw that out there. That's so, crazy. And that's and clean. That, and that's actually how I got introduced. Because I was telling my father about 15 years ago, um, no, 20 years ago, I was getting into, getting heavy into Marvin. Right. And he was like, um, have you heard of Hear My Dear? And he yeah. was like, no, you got to get the album. He's like, man, I was listening to this album. Me and your mom was breaking up. Yeah. And he said, I used to, I listened to uh, When Did You Stop Loving Me? When Did I Stop Loving You? He said, I yeah. listened to that over and over and over again. Yeah. And I listened to the song from the perspective of my father yeah. and try to take myself back to yeah, yeah. 77 or whenever yeah. when it came out yeah. or when he was listening to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe 76. But yeah. um, it was like, wow, okay. So I'm sure that my opinion is peppered with that a little bit. Now that's clean because I think a lot of times that we have our favorite whatever's based on life experience and how it relates to that yeah. album. But Falling in love again. I mean, the album is joint anger. Is like even when it starts out, bro. Crazy. I don't think I'll have any regrets, baby. Dog, that motherfucker, the joint, bro. The, the joint is incredible. Didn't have to be. Don't, don't, don't. Come on, man. But back to the original point, though. It you will not be what's going on. You can't discard what's going on because it's his most popular work. But, but okay, so going back to the original, a true. Marvin Gaye fan is not going to say that what's going on is his best album. Somebody from the outside looking in who's posing, it's like when you ask, it's like when you ask somebody, hey man, what's your favorite Stevie Wonder album? If they say songs in the key of life, kick them out. Dog, I think you're being, I think kick them out. I think you're being a snob, man. I think that's kick them out. I think that's coming from a, a bad place. Kick them out. <laughs> You gotta leave, beat it. But the but you can't. But just because it's the most popular and the most um, universally liked, 
That don't take away from its greatness, though. It does. What's going on name, is a fucking name, masterpiece. Name something that is the best way to know when something is done is when everybody likes it. I think that's bad, man. I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think that's snob. That's, that's the definition of being a, a, a snob, a Marvin snob. So like so let me let me let's say you will be this big, big huge fight the power person right okay and then you got a weekly show on CNN <laughs> <laughs> like you immediately <laughs> lose all credibility because you've now been tapped and vouched I'm just kidding bro because then somebody will say what about Prince what about Michael Jackson and I'm gonna tell you to shut up so yeah, that's true. so that's true. I'm shut kidding up. I want to make sure but. Um, yeah, so for deep fans, bro, I'm not saying people, and there are, there are levels to being fans. Right. And, and like, so I'm not a deep Prince fan, and a person who is a deep Prince fan uh -huh. is going to have a totally different relationship to that dude's music as I would. So when I enter into that space, mm -hmm. I'm going to be coming with a relatively superficial analysis of his work. And so somebody who's actually been in it, the, the people who have been in it, they're going to be looking at that shit completely different than me. And in and, and the same way that I look at Stevie Marvin music differently than, uh, than people who just come in and be like, oh, what's going on is, 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 a, is, is, is his best work. <laughs> Shut up. Feed it. <laughs> but I, I'm a, I, I agree with you. I think that album was a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. I think it was great. It was great. I think I could, that's one of the few albums you can listen to from beginning to end. Yep. Like every joint on there, I could appreciate. Wasn't his best album? Wasn't, I wouldn't say it was his best. But I would respect that as an entry point into deeper Marvin listeners. Like if someone said, oh shit, I just got this Marvin Gaye album. I didn't even know Marvin Gaye was like that. Now and I got to go listen to more Marvin Gaye to expand. I think that that what's going on is the entry point to that. So it's like, yes. So when you, if somebody who's never heard Marvin Gaye before. Not never, but just never did a deep dive. Right. Like so they know it. Let's they say know they, what's going on. Let's and, say they haven't done a deep dive. Right. And they, they just know about sexual healing. Right. Right. Let's just say that person. Which exists. is a joint. Let's, let's don't disrespect sexual healing. And they say, oh, give me, what album would you recommend? That I go Next, listen to, to after get, sexual healing. No, they just know. So, so that's just a song, right? Okay, they just know so, the song. So let's say they they say give me an album to go listen to hmm. to get into Steve, to get into Marvin. What 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 album would you recommend? I would recommend I want you. I would recommend, of course, what's going on. I think that joint is 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 a third or fourth. Marvin, you have to get a firm, you have to wash yourself of Marvin first before you get into Kill My Dear. So to you, me. So you saying, like, so like when you, like when you get in the shower. Right. So I want you, what's, what's going, going on? on? Right. Uh, Midnight Love, is that the album, Midnight Love? Is that, no, that, no, the album that got sexual healing on it. I forgot. But that so, joint got so, joints in it. Don't disrespect it. it. No, exactly. Okay. So you're saying those are just like when you washing like your arms and your legs. When you want to get 
in the cracks and crevices, that's when you throwing in here, my dear. I wouldn't put Midnight Love in there because I don't think, like, that's not. That's for people who love Marvin. Let's get it on. And then I'm going to find, you know, let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Marvin is, 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 is layered and textured, right? There is the what's going on, Marvin, right? The drugged up, coked up. I'm suffering through my coke thing, my drug thing, right? There's the, I'm trying to, you know, put it on, get it on all night and do all the nasty shit, you know what I'm saying? There's that Marvin. There's the here, there's the Marvin here, my dear, with all of that, right? And then there's the early heard it through the grapevine Motown Marvin. Like the crooner. Right, the crooner. And the sexual healing until tomorrow, that's the later, that's the later. When I think of that, Marvin, I think of the, the singing the national anthem at the forum, <laughs> Lakers game, Marvin. Right? That's the cool, that's Uncle Marvin. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going into Marvin first, I think I'm on, I want to go into the, maybe get into the love of Marvin first and then expand from there. So to bring this back on the invisible pain, I listen to Marvin so, so. Yeah. When I think about music, mu uh, artists. Yeah. Who communicate pain. Yeah. Dog. I felt that, I feel that no one is able to do that better than Marvin Gaye. Ever. And so, Ever. like, the despair in his voice. Yeah. Like, the anguish. Desperation. Desperation. Like, and even... Even the false confidence, yeah, like, cause like yeah. even when you read his book, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, divided soul, yeah, yeah, um, like you, and then you, you, you understand like him mm -hmm. very, very differently, mm -hmm. and then you go, cause he, then you get to going deeper to like his music, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So like when I would have like these moments, and I was navigating mm -hmm. all of these emotions, mm -hmm. Marvin is the motherfucker I would just sit with in those spaces and just um and just kind of allow him to feed them too. Yeah. Um yeah. Cuz you can get in and 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 sit in it and then get out in mm -hmm. a way. Mm -hmm. Um that I th and and that's that's my that's my relationship with him that I would like like just to keep you satisfied um till tomorrow uh, distant lover. Yeah. Um like, what was uh, that on? Was that on? Uh, which one? Let's get it on. Just the lover. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and that was the album. Yeah, he's going, he can go into stuff all day. Man. Yeah, but I, I agree. But I'm different in that when I listen to Marvin, it's harder for me to get out of it. Because I go, I mean, Marvin takes me way down into the, because I hear all those things, man. And after reading the book, really sort of it, it sort of made i had to go through his whole yeah. and let's do it again again because it all made different sense now yep you gotta you gotta lens like even when you do yep. i cannot listen to let's get it on the same anymore yeah knowing what was going on with him yeah and how he saw janice for the first time right and how he started trying to you know basically impress a little girl um, yeah, and that's some wild shit. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. It is, but um, it's yeah, but yeah. but um, 
it I changes think, your relationship to him and yep. his music. Yeah, I think Stevie for me took me more in and out of those spaces. Like listening to Stevie is always, you know, on one level is very sort of because it's so artistic, you know what I'm saying? It's so well done and well put together, well composed that it it always brings a joy, but even if the lyrics are like joyful, you know what I'm saying? But it mm -hmm. still brings a joy to me. Yeah. Like listening to the the listening to the 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 musicality of it. So I break for me, I break Stevie down. I break Stevie and Marvin. Stevie, Marvin, and Donnie Hathaway are my top three. Yeah. And then I add Roberta Flack and yeah. Patrice Russian to yeah. round off my top five. But, yeah. but, but Stevie is a love. Like, like no one can communicate joy and love yeah. through sound yeah. better than he can. That's right. It, but so, so he was my love dude. Right. And Marvin was my pain dude. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I would, so like when you would go in, like in the pictures that he could paint of, 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 of happiness, man, of like optimism, of like light right. and joy. Right. Like you could, you could sit in that too. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. And, and, and you could, and it would be just as clear the, the 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 joy and the love would be just as clear as Marvin's pain and yeah. anguish. Yeah. Because especially when you get into that seventy one to like seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah. yeah. Stevie. Yeah. And even like even when even a little bit later, but but bro. Yeah. But Stevie had some. I mean, that joint lately was a sad ass song, and that other joint, Rocket Love, was a. I mean, them joints make me sad as shit. And what's the other joint? Uh, the joint with Mini Ripperton on it. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. What like, Stevie song had Mini Ripperton? Stevie, you know, Mini Ripperton sung back up in his band, the uh, Wonderfuls, Wonder, Wonder, whatever it was. What was the? What was the? Uh, um, you saying she had a? She uh, had backup, and you can hear distinctly. Not not Mini Ripperton. Sorry, Denise Williams. My fault. What Denise? What song is Denise Williams? You talking about they had a duet? No, they just she sang backup on a song, but you can hear her distinctly in the record. She's cold too, by the way. Yeah, she is, dog. Nisi? When Marvin, when Stevie was writing her shit, so Stevie wrote he her did, first joint. He did uh he did minis too. Yeah, I know, I know. Crazy. Stevie had his hand in dog. Yeah. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. So we gonna. You want to keep going or you want to? No, I thoughts? think we. Um, and pause again. Let me with the pause for a second time. That might yeah. be that might be how we end all exactly. the joints. Uh, <laughs> come to that. <laughs> you always got to come to that. Um, Yeah, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't even, so, I hope that the stuff that we've talked about, you know, shedding light on some of these things have just, you know, offered some comfort to somebody to know that, you know, if they are feeling that way, they're not alone. Yep. And, and more than likely, if they're not feeling that way, 
they more than likely know someone who is feeling yep. that way. Yep. And um, and yeah. and to keep your antennas up, yeah. keep yeah. your hearts open. Yeah, because people are struggling, man. They 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 really are. And and, and, and hearing someone, hearing from someone, yeah, unexpectedly, yeah. Is one of the greatest gifts I think you could give someone who is feeling that way, yeah. and not from a, you know, hey man, what's why you feeling? Yeah, just from a, what's going on? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just, just from a very, it ain't got to be nothing heavy or deep or any of that or or judgy or anything. it could just be how would you do today? But it, but it could be too, like right, if like, it goes there, like, like. like For me personally, I think that, man, don't nobody call me and say, I just wanted to, you know, man, I think you're an awesome person, bro, and you are loved. Right. And right. I've seen you move a certain, I don't, you know, I'm not, like, you know how awesome that would be to exactly. get that from somebody? Like, exactly. Like, so, I get a lot of people calling bullshit. Right. But, you know, and not to say that that's wrong. Right. But, like, right. It, it, you know, to tell somebody, I call my, um. Yeah, so to, to call somebody and be like, you know, I just wanted to let you know, man, you matter, and the world is better because you're in it, and I love you, and I'm glad that we're, you're in my life. And like, that's it. Like, that would, like, if, if, if it's genuine and if you feel it. Right. And if you have that kind of relationship with that person, stop right. making excuses yeah. to not touch someone's life. Yep. Because they need it. Yep. And if it's invisible... Mm-hmm. And if your Jeep buddy, mm-hmm. if something can happen to him being, you know, the, the most magnanimous motherfucker in the room, mm-hmm. like there are other people in our lives that are experiencing that kind of um, pain. pain that we are unaware of. Yep. And, and, and we've got to take these moments, no yep. matter how you're feeling in COVID, no matter what's going on, yep. you, could be, you could be in the worst shape possible. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways that you might get out of that mm-hmm. is by helping someone else get out. And being of service, yep. Being of service. So yep. call that person. Yeah. Let them know that you love them. Yep. Let them know that you're there. Just yep. show up. That's it. Just show up. That's it. And, and again, stop and, and, and take it away. You know, I don't know. I'll leave it there. Yeah, and, st- and you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to know the right thing to say about their situation, whatever that is. Whatever they're going through, you don't have to know the specific clinical terms or the specific treatment for what they're going through. You don't have to know, have the answer. You just yeah. have to, sometimes you just got to be there. Be there, yeah. And someone knows that you're there and that means something. That means that they aren't feeling isolated and alone. Sometimes people feel isolated in a room in a house full of people, man. Yeah. And for somebody to reach out and just, you know, and like you said, and just say that they matter, it, it, it means something. So, and we're also going to put links in the description, man, mm-hmm. to, to some of those interesting things that we can pass on. Um, the book, like I said, the wide open, wide open to send us comments, send us emails, um, info at tunethefort.com. And the book, The Road Less Traveled, it was the first book I read that really changed my life and my perspective on a lot of this stuff. And so I'm going to put a link to that as well. And hopefully it helps. Thank you, brother Reg, um, for, for recommending that book to me at 19. He told me to read monster Cody. 
Uh, and uh, he gave me Monster Cody, and because I was in my, uh, I was in, I was in a different mode back then, and he gave me a uh, road yeah. less travel. But, but um, these things, these things are present. So, um, again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification button, man. And also, before I forget, tall black guy on the on the intro and outro, fire. Go check him out on Bandcamp. He's amazing. Um, also, who we talk about today? We talked about Steely Dan. We talked about music. Jazz dude. Jazz dude. Matthew Halsall. Halsall, something like that. Well, he'll be. I, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it'll yeah. be in the. Yeah, we talked about Marvin Stevie, a little bit Donny Hathaway. So go check them out too. Yeah. Um, it ain't pretty. Nah. Shed some light, shed some love. Yep. Thank y'all for joining. All right. One love. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>